Ben. Rock and roll! The Texans go in front! They put on the helmet in pads. What's up, man? This is your teammate, number 57, Brennan Scarlett. And make the big plays. Down to the 10-yard line! What a play! Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. I put a ton of pressure on myself. I want to be able to go out there and make the plays. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. They want to listen to, you know, the slow songs, the R&B. And I'm like, you know, we got to go play football. Welcome to the Texans Players Show with your hosts, Mark Vandermeer, D.B. Sidhu, and Drew Doherty. Hello, Texans, and welcome to the Texans Players Show. Mark Vandermeer, D.P. Sudu, and Drew Doherty with you. And tonight, I am so excited. We have Brandon Dunn on the program, DJ Dunny. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. We're not out and about at a restaurant. We're all Zooming together. But it's great to see you, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just resting up, uh, preparing for um, a big week, uh, week two for us. So we, uh, we're ready to prepare for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, obviously it didn't go the way you wanted it to on Thursday, but you got the weekend off, so to speak, maybe a couple of extra days to rest, prepare. You had an extra practice day on Monday, so that's bound to help a little bit, right, as you get ready for the home opener? Yeah, sure, sure. The more days we can uh, stack some days up to get better and work on the things uh, we're not good at right now, man, uh, more days is needed. Brandon, what was it like? I mean, everyone talked about no preseason games, no off-season program, but for you personally, when you're out there on the field, that first, the first hit, the first play, just being out there for the first time all off-season, did it feel like there was rust that needed to be shaken off? Did you sort of get into a groove as the game was going on? How, how did you feel personally? Um, it, was, it was a little bit weird. Uh, uh, less fans there. Um, the, uh, the fans that were at Kansas City was okay, but it was, um, it was football. Um, you know, the, the first uh, hit actually live uh, tackling was good. We just um, got to understand that, you know, it's, if there's no fans there, we got to bring our own juice. We're literally there by ourselves. And uh, it'll be a good time. It's a, a good experience, you know, uh, doing a, a crazy time. And I think we, we can, we'll pull through. Yeah, you talk about that positivity moving forward. Didn't go the way y'all wanted, but what were some of the bright spots you guys saw? Because there's some new pieces there up front alongside you and JJ, aren't there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, PJ Hall had a, a good game. Uh, the, uh, Ross had a good game. Carlos uh, uh, stepped up and played. Uh, some guys, you know what I'm saying, uh, some new faces to some people, but guys who can really play, man, they just come uh, and work hard every day. Well, Brandon, I know you guys want to stop the run better. So what does that take? I mean, because I know it takes it takes everybody, right? It takes a village, like the whole front seven and secondary. Everybody's got a band together to stop the run better uh, because they really didn't get any big plays on you in the passing game. They just got some, you know, a lot of little plays, but extended drives. And I know you want to prevent that. So how do you need to get better? Uh, practice. Um, we we got to keep practicing things, man. Uh, football is just all about fundamentals and uh, technique. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a weird year. You know, we're still working on things. We're still getting better, but there's no excuses. So uh, the guys, uh, you know, took, take a lot of pride in playing football and they understand we got to get better at stopping the run collectively as a front seven. And we're just going to keep working to continue to get better. Brandon, you've got some new faces in the D-line group. You mentioned a few of them, P.J. Hall. I want to know what you think about him um, looking up to J.J. the way that he has. He's obviously came in during camp, and we saw a little bit of him in week one, and, and Bill O'Brien and, and the coaching staff seems to like what he's been doing. But he really looks up to J.J., in fact, so much so that his – 
his Twitter handle has JJ Watt in it. So is there like, what's the dynamic like to have him in the same room with JJ now? Uh, I, first of all, I don't have Twitter, so I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> you missed out on all this. I don't, I don't know that. But uh, man, but uh, man, PJ may bring some uh, juice up front, man. Uh, he's quick. He's got a great first step, and uh, he plays ball, man. Uh, I, I, he's from here, Texas. I don't know where he's from, so I guess you know, playing home, get a little bit of uh, uh, motivation, a little extra motivation. But he plays good, man, and uh, looking to see uh, what he brings to the uh, group continuous. All right, we're going to keep talking football with Brandon Dunn, but you just said something that we got to dive into a little bit deeper. No Twitter. How liberating is that for you? Did you ever have Twitter and got off of it? Have you never had it? What's the story, man? Because in today's world, Twitter is something that most people have. You know, what's the story behind no Twitter, Brandon? Uh, man, I just never really got into it. Uh, you know, it's um, it's just it was just an app to me that I, I guess, you know, basically everybody's opinion, you know, it don't really, you know, matter, you know, true or not, but I just really never got into it. It wasn't uh, something that I really liked. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really understand it. You know, in the, in the beginning, it was a bird on there. I was like, okay, let's just, <laughs> let's not even just deal with this out. But I never really got into it. Uh, my wife has it. She has it a little bit. But other than that, man, I don't really get into it. You know, uh, I feel that way about Facebook. Like, I am so ready to drop Facebook. Are you on that or Instagram or one of these other ones? Um, I'm not on Facebook, but, uh, uh, Instagram I am, uh, but, um, yeah, man, Facebook is like a dinosaur a little bit, you know, it's a, you know, it's a old app, you know, in today's world, but, um, my wife has it and, uh, my, my parents have it. So, you know, I, I maybe need to get it to keep in contact a little bit, but you know, I probably don't have enough time for another app. I know Brandon has Instagram because I always see pictures of your daughter. She just had a birthday. I just want to know what... <laughs> What are you like as a dad? You seem like you'd be a lot of fun. I am a lot of fun. Um, I, I, like I like to pick. I like to pick on her. You know, I don't. You know, we at home. We got a lot of downtime, so we see each other a lot. And uh, I just want to make sure that she's in the house having fun, because I know sometimes it can be strenuous in the house during quarantine. So um, she started school. She's having fun. I'm always, you know, playing pranks on her. Uh, she likes. To, she just likes to prank each other. So. You know, one time I, I, she might put an egg under my seat during uh, dinner time. And then one time she made me a, um, a, a mayonnaise cupcake that I don't know how I, I fell for. So, you know, it's just always fun in my house. I'm always keeping it, keeping it good during a tough time right now. Wait, how old is she? She's six. Jeez. Mayonnaise cupcake. And what the egg? What like? Where, where I don't are know these how I fell for going? it. It was, it was chocolate. And the icing looked, it looked like icing. It was mayonnaise. I was coming from a nap and she had baked it and she got me at a good time. And then she pranked me. So hats off to her. She's one up right now. That's tremendous. How much of the cupcake did you wind up eating? And then as a follow-up, what's the latest thing that you've gotten her with? I, I, I took a bite. It was a, like, you know, <laughs> a normal bite. And uh, it was, it was something I couldn't, you know, really, you know, react to. You know, soon enough. So she got me, man. It was it was good. I wish my wife had it on video. She showed it to the family in the group chat, man. They all they all got on me. So uh, six years old in school. What tips do you have for parents with six year olds during quarantine? Because I got a seven year old, and it is rough, man. It's rough trying to do Zoom school. Is she actually in back in the building right now 
at school? No, she she's not. She's zooming. Um, you know, it's a uh, it's a pretty cool setup. They got a little schedule. They take a breaks. You know, they try to you know keep it keep the kids as much as interactive as can, as we mm-hmm. as possible. So, you know, everybody's got to do uh, their part. Parents, teachers, all we all come together collectively. You know, for a time period uh, in the day, some they have breaks a little bit, and uh, you know, it's fun. You know, you get to see baby, uh, baby, my, my daughter, uh, have fun. You know, with our classmates through Zoom. You know, they they all learn each other's names. They look at, at, excited to see each other each morning. So, you know, that's that's fun to see her get excited for school, even though it's through Zoom in the morning. So that's that, that's good to see. Is it- is it just like your Zoom meetings with the with the team? What's what's it been like for you? Do you are you a Zoom sort of a guy? Do you enjoy the Zoom meetings? Yeah, man, the Zoom meetings is the Zoom meetings. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's a very locked in meeting. Uh, the Zoom meetings we have is you know it's, it's very business like, not necessarily school like, but it's very very business like. Everybody's locked in, you know, professional. So when we have Zoom meetings, you know, everybody's on time and everybody's locked in. All right, well, we just had a moment earlier on this uh, show where Drew's Zoom froze up. So I, I got to imagine, has that ever happened to Bill O'Brien, like where he just freezes up in the middle of a sentence or something? Or or one no. of the coaches or players? No, nobody's freezing No, no, they are on point, man. Our Zoom calls is highly professional. No, okay. no, no dropage unless it's unless it's uh, when we get into team, not team, individual, and then some guys' Wi-Fi like mine's drop sometimes, then we gotta get back into Zoom, but never in a team meeting. That's pretty cool. It, it has your, you've only had one game, and you're barely into this week's routine yet. But I was gonna ask how the routine has changed this year in a game week. We know our camp was different. But in a game week, uh, are you breaking up earlier in the day to go Zoom meeting or Zoom meet later uh, from home, or or how have things been different, or will they will they be different? I uh, know, uh, man. Uh, I schedule day by day. Um, mm-hmm. We just go by go by that. We don't really have you know looking to the you know on a, a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday type schedule. We just play by every day, and uh, you know every everybody gets tested every day, so everybody just gotta constantly look at their phones for reminders and, you know, and make sure everybody's on time. So it's a little bit of a play about air deal. I imagine Anthony Weaver, we heard about him in defensive line meetings years past, how creative he was, how innovative he was in kind of keeping y'all's attention. I imagine he's been pretty good about zoom meetings and all the like over the last five, six months, hasn't he? Yeah, man. Uh, we haven't missed a beat. Um, you know, sometimes we wish we were in a room, but, you know, the Zoom call uh, with Coach Weave is it, great. You know what I'm saying? Everybody enjoys, you know, every every minute of it. You know, it's not, you know, I guess a, a normal Zoom a Zoom call, but I know the guys just understand that uh, we get, it, it, this is how it is right now until we can get back to normal. So everybody's locked in. You know, they have fun. Weave keeps it light. It keeps it great, but we also get a lot of work done. Brandon, I'm, all, I'm always impressed when I look at your resume and, and everything you've been through. Uh, as a player, it wasn't like you were drafted in the first round and, you know, here's your starting job. It was a, a lot of hard work to get to where you are. Uh, how do you look at the young guys now in this offseason, this camp, trying to hang on to a team, trying to get noticed with no preseason games? It's got to be tougher than ever. What do you think of what they've been going through? Uh, man, uh, no hats off to anybody, you know, who made the team or uh, even on a roster, you know, during this year. As an undrafted free agent, man, it's a tough time anyways for us. But doing this year, man, it's really hard. So hats off to those guys. But 
the guys we have here who made it, man, they're very humble guys. They play football. You know, it's uh, very professional here. They understand, you know, what you know what we need daily. And they come to work, man, and they, you know, they get better. You know, it's a, it's a game of just getting better every day, you know, who can keep getting better and understanding and correct their mistakes. Along those same lines, what about for the rookies? I mean, I would imagine this, it's, it's hard enough to be a rookie as it is to get acclimated to the NFL, but then the off season that you've had, no rookie minicamp, no on the field action. What have you seen from the rookies so far? You've got one in your group, Ross Blacklock. I know a lot of people are, were really excited to see him out there on the field, but how difficult has it been for them and how have they adjusted and, and what does that mean for your role? Do you have to sort of step up and everyone sort of has to get everyone caught up to speed together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most definitely. It takes the village. Uh, you know, everybody's here, you know, the, you know, veterans included, you know, me, JJ, we, we, you know, we hear it with the young guys trying to help them get better, you know, understand how to, you know, work every day as a pro, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, the young kids uh, come in and they, you know, they got a great talent, you know, they got great ability, but they don't understand that this is a job and uh, it's a, a lot of it is demanded. So, you know, it takes them getting used to uh, getting into the league. That's why we're here to help them get better every day, you know, show them the right way. So that way, you know, they can understand and, you know, not go through the same mistakes that they would normally go through. Yeah, you've been around here a while now. How vocal a leader are you in that regard with the younger guys that are just starting out? Uh, you know, vocal, especially uh, to the young guys in our group right now. You know, uh, you know, playing football, they're going to play a lot for us. So I just want to make sure they understand, you know, their position, you know what I'm saying, and how to work hard every day and understand what's needed, you know, uh, the level that uh, the team is built. So that way we don't have a, we don't miss a step and nobody's lagging. You know, it's like, you know, we, we happen together. So that way nobody, you know, get left behind. You know, this year is is, is weird, but there's no excuses. We got to play ball and uh, we're going to get everybody uh, on board. Brandon done with us. Brandon, half a decade in this league. How have you changed as a professional? And I mean that in terms of, the way you run your life, the what you what you eat, how your routine is personally to try to keep your body ready to go at all times and play the game at the highest possible level. Oh man, it's a uh, everyday process. Um, you know, um, it's beauty, it's beauty in it. You know, it's it is some it's some dark days in it, but you know the the only thing that, that really keeps you going is understanding how long you can really how, how long you can really do it. You know, the eating eating right. Uh, sleeping good, playing football, you know, getting getting the rest. You know, it's, it's it's it sounds easy to do, but it's can get very you know boring at times. You know, some you know having uh, the discipline of not going for the burger and understanding that the broccoli and, and the rice and you know this is small things and it is mm-hmm. it takes its toll as as the older you get. So you just got to keep you know doing the little things right. You know, having somebody you know on your shoulder telling you what not to eat, like my wife and my daughter. So. It's fun, and you know, it's fun at times. And uh, but being a professional is I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, pick anything else. It's fun. You know, a lot of a lot is accounted of you. But once you win games and you have fun and you uh going for a championship, you just want to keep going and keep doing it better. Brandon, I love a good cheat meal. What's what's your favorite cheat meal when you get to have one? My favorite trick cheat meal. Well, how about how about multiple choice here? All right, so burger. Or barbecue. Like if we just give you those two options, what are you going for? I would, I would, I would definitely go for the burger, just because it's it's classic, and um, you know it's it's, it's quick. Uh, barbecue takes a long time, <laughs> but you know if you're doing it right, it takes a long time. But a good burger doesn't take a long time. You can really get that meal in and out. 
Are there any guys on the team who like to smoke meats and like just take a long time? You know, we used to have Antonio Smith here, and he would take like two days to smoke a brisket or something. Uh, do you have any guys like that who like to do that sort of thing? Or maybe uh, you're one of them. I do. Uh, I, I, I'm not that good. I'm still learning at smoking meats, but yeah. I got a, a smoke in my uh, backyard, and I, you know, I try at times when I got when I got some time, but. I know um I know Whitney is a is a is a yeah. inspiring the best chef ever in Texas. Just kidding. <laughs> but I don't know if he smoked meats, but so I'll have to uh, touch bases with him. But other than that, I don't I don't know anybody. I know Coach Runf does, Weave Weave does too, but player wise, I don't know. Yeah. Hey uh Brandon, you're famously known in the locker room as DJ Dunny because you've got the aux cord, you control all the music that's played. But with COVID-19, the locker rooms have been split up, and there's – instead of having all 60, 70 of you guys that are on the, the team and the practice squad in one locker room, you're, you're segmented off. How has that changed for you, being DJ Dunny in a pandemic? Oh, man, it doesn't stop. Pandemic, it doesn't really matter, man. We got to keep going, man. We got to keep the juices flowing through the, uh, through the team, man. So whatever way we can keep, keep the vibes good in the locker room and understand that, you know, we're going to work, you know, the music is played. Daily, I haven't missed the beat, man. You know, you know, doing the schedule, doing the tough times. You know, some, you know, I know a lot of guys not in our locker room, but the guys who are in the locker room with the music, you know, they get the same thing they've been getting if they was going, uh, if it was back last year. So, you know, it's it's fun. I'm still I'm still keeping the tunes uh, going, and it's a, it's a good job. I'm you glad know, you that know. some things are still normal. Deshaun Watson <laughs> says he's sometimes your assistant DJ. Sure. I don't know if yeah. you know that, but if if you had to pick someone else that was really uh really good with the music besides Deshaun, who would it be? Um, I would have to go with AJ Moore. AJ Moore is good, man. He's 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 yeah. he's he's really good, man. Shout out to him, man. He's he's playing good ball and he's undrafted, man. And he's and he, he has a good taste in music too. So shout out to him. You know, you and I spoke during training camp, and I know that you were concerned about the other locker rooms because you had multiple locker rooms during camp and what was going on in there. I mean, you know, you have total control even when you're not in the locker room. So it's kind of like a franchise. Like, you have to supervise those things, what's being played. I, I had no control in the other locker rooms, unfortunately. I didn't. No? I didn't have no control. You know, I, I, at the time I was in the, uh, in my locker room, and, you know, I would I would hear, you know, hey man, I miss you, you miss you DJing, man. I'm like, man, you know, we gotta stay, you know, the COVID protocols, man. I'm sorry about that. So, you know, you would hear some some sad calls, but I I can't I nothing I can do about that. All right, so most people listening, and I think, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of them don't get tested every day. And you're not complaining here, but what is it like to get tested every day? What is it like to go through that every day? Um, you get used to it. Um, you know, it can get nerve wracking at times, but you get used to it. Uh, you know, um, we, we have to get it done, you know, so we understand it's very important. So I don't think nobody really complains about it because everybody wants to keep playing ball. So, you know, you something you get used to, you put it in your daily routine and you, you get your test and you go on. What about the first road trip? I know that was going to be the biggest challenge was to take your bubble that's been created here in Houston and then travel with it. How strange was it being on the road with your teammates in a hotel for a night game and you really are limited with how how much you can do? I know you guys were not really leaving your rooms or, or wandering around the city like you sometimes get a chance to do when you get, get to a city, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh, it was weird. I don't think nobody went out. You know, everybody was, you know, highly, everybody's smart. 
everybody understands what's going on. So nobody really went out. But um, you know, it was weird. You know, you get you get more time at at home. I mean, not at home in the hotel, having a good and a good meal with the uh, with the chef down there who uh, makes good meals for us this uh, this year. Obviously, we can't eat the hotel food, so. You know, you eat the meal, you know, you get locked in on football. So it was, it was a good time for me. Other guys might step out. So, you know, it was a little tough, but this is what we got to get through this year to get uh, to go get a uh, win. Going through a game and, you know, week of the game, what was the weirdest part? You just brought up, you know, the quarantining in the rooms of the hotel. You had a chef down there. Then you played in front of 25% fans, and pretty soon you're going to be playing in front of zero fans. With all that in mind, what's been the just oddest part of this whole experience for you? Um, you know the, uh, uh, you know it's funny, but the oddest part to me is the face, facial recognition on the cameras. So it's a little funny to me. You just gotta look up. You know, I, I sometimes I go for the handle. Sometimes you know I'm still trying to get used to that. It's a little weird for me, but other than I mean, other than that, that's that's probably the only thing. It's something. It's just a daily reminder you got to keep looking up you know sometimes you you do it sometimes you don't it's 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 something to get used to if you're not at the building every day and did you for those that don't know you're talking about to get in the building you look up at a camera and the doors open at NRG stadium the facilities there and so on and so forth yeah did you uh watch some of the games over the weekend to see what it looked like to not only see football is back but some of these games without fans, because it just looked odd to me. Yet when the camera's on the field, it kind of looks normal, right? And so, what did you think of some of the stuff you saw over the weekend? Uh, man, some of the stuff was, you know, um, after the first couple games, you see you you start to realize, okay, there's really no fans, so you really got to lock in on football. <laughs> so some some people who watch the game and they you know they look at the whole you know that it was in the stadium. Uh, Who's, mm-hmm. who's performing all of that you don't you don't see that you just got to watch ball and understand what you know you're watching and sometimes it can get boring if you don't know x's and o's yeah i guess that's true but what about because drew brought it up and you actually talked about it in the beginning having some fans of kansas city was interesting because like they provide some vibe you know they provide some juice and you said you got to bring your own juice on sunday that is going to be really interesting. Do you think those scrimmages you had at NRG kind of got you ready for what the dynamic is going to be like in the building, except now the Ravens are there? Yes, yes. It got us ready. Uh, 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 our procedures leading up uh, to our first game, uh, everything's been good. So uh, everybody's looking forward to playing at home. You know, the no fans is, is basically nothing a, a, a distraction. You know, we get to lock in, you know, everybody, you know, it's cheering each other on all three phases. So, you know, everybody just want to get a W and especially at home. All right. Well, coming up with Brandon Dunn, we have questions from the crowd. Now, we've done this when we're out and about, but how are we going to do this digitally? We have found a way to bring the people to Brandon because they have questions for him, and he will answer them next on the Texans Players Show here on Texans Radio. Keep it here for more of the Texans Players Show right here on Texans Radio. Like assigned couch seating. <laughs> Tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. <laughs> Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Together tastes better. 
We're back for more of the Texans Players Show on Texans Radio. Mayor Drew Doherty, DP Sidhu with you. And if you've been with us out and about or listened to us, well, we would bring people up to the microphone. They would ask questions of Brandon. During the commercial breaks, Brandon would have signed about 20 autographs by now and taken a lot of pictures. But we haven't really done any of that because we're Zooming. This is how we're doing it during the COVID era, and we can't wait to be out and about again with you fans. But this is how we're operating with the Texans Players Show. So let's have our first question, and it comes from Debbie, who, if we were out and about at a restaurant, would probably be sitting in the front row. Brandon, are you ready for this? Yes. Ready to rock? All right, here we go. Hi, Brandon. Debbie Kirshen. What do you think are some of the key things that the Texans need to do this week in order to beat the Ravens, both on offense and defense? Well, very football-y question. Very X's and O's question. We don't usually get those from the fans. But anyway, well, we got to get into it, Brandon. So what do you think, Ravens, X's and O's? I mean, we just got to uh, play good on all three phases, offense, de- defense, and special teams. Uh, everybody's locked in on this week, um, understanding what we got to get done to get a win. Uh, all, both uh, both sides will be ready to play, so I hope we can get a W this Sunday. Does yeah, it help that you face Patrick Mahomes in Week One, and now you face Lamar Jackson in Week Two? Just get these two mobile quarterbacks out of the way early and back to back. Yeah, good competition. Uh, you know, we always want to uh, uh, you know measure ourselves against the uh, the best. So you know, uh, obviously we didn't get what, we didn't get what we want last week, but. We got some things to build on and uh, look forward to, so that way we can understand and get better from our mistakes. But also, you know, we got to get ready for the Ravens and, uh, and understanding what type of team they are, so that way we can defeat them. As a Louisville guy, are you really proud of and, and happy for Lamar Jackson, what he's accomplished, other than when he plays you guys? I mean, what's that that dynamic like? Uh, man, yeah, man, uh, obviously he represents uh, Louisville, man. He's, he's doing great things right now. You know, shout out to him. You know, hopefully he keeps doing uh, great things. But obviously when he plays against us, it, I'm a competitor. So, you know, it's, it's me and uh, John Gennard on the team. So, you know, obviously we're probably going to be, you know, head head down going to get him and trying to stop him. But other than that, man, he's having a great year and uh, looking to compete against him. Okay, let's get to our next question from the crowd for Brandon, Don. And it comes from somebody who's dialing in right now maybe. Uh, no, it comes from a guy named Liam, who was a kid named Liam, and now he sounded more and more like a man every day. Hello, Mr. Brandon. I'm Liam. Do you still have your lunch pail crew? If not, then how do you plan on restarting it? Ooh, lunch pail crew. LPC. What's going on with that? Yeah, the LPC. Are they still around, Brandon? I know DJ Reader was a big part of that, but can you all, oh, yeah, man. We was, man, you all can see, keep it going, right? No, 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 no. We all, man, look, we all boys, man. Is LPC is just went in different places right now. So, you know, uh, you know, we still got uh, two of the members on the team. So it's, uh, it, you know, the group is it may split up, man, but the boys are still keeping connected, man. We're good friends. So what? Angelo was in that too, right? Yes. Okay. It, it's got to be tough. I mean, you're a professional athlete. It's a business. There's no doubt. But when guys leave, just, you know, from a personal standpoint, it's got to be tough sometimes because you are friends. You can stay in touch digitally and maybe see each other in the offseason. But that's got to be weird because the closeness of being in the locker room is something the guys always talk about. Yeah, man, uh, you know, everybody's saying this is a business. So, you know, that point is 
you know, is, is right, right there on the table. So, you know, yeah. we all keep in contact. You know, we all, uh, you know, play good football together. You know what I'm saying? We all know each other's family. So, you know, you get along and you get to know for, uh, uh, people, but that's what the NFL does for you, man. You you meet people, you, uh, you make relationships, and uh, you keep them. Okay, here is uh, Lawrence, who's a, a regular when we're out and about for Texans player shows. He's got a question for Brandon Dunn. Thank you, Mark, for allowing me to ask a question. Brandon, playing KC last year compared to the first game of this year, how different was their offensive scheme, in your opinion? And did not having preseason games affect anything? Boy, they're really going Thank for the football-type stuff tonight. I was expecting more personal-life stuff. Anyway, Brandon, what do you think of that, the Chiefs last year versus what they showed you last week? Um, they did um, the same stuff. Uh, we just got to uh, understand that uh, we didn't have a, a good game at stopping the run. We didn't take one uh, element of the uh, offense away from them, so and it, and it really hurt us, hurt the team. So uh, just stopping the run and uh, understanding we got to be better there. But other than that, they didn't do anything other than uh, any anything different than uh, they did uh, in the playoff game. And then the last time we played them, we just didn't do a, a good enough job at stopping the run. Well, it's one of those teams that feels like they're in the division right now. You've played them so much lately. Were you able to watch any of the other action, like Indianapolis losing to Jacksonville and Tennessee on Monday night defeating Denver in a really close game? Did you catch any of that stuff? Um, I didn't catch the uh, Indian-Jacksonville game, watch the Tennessee game, uh, uh, watch a good football game. Uh, it was a good game, late uh, late game. Um, I didn't watch all of it. I had to get mm-hmm. some sleep. But um, it, I watched the, you know, watch Tennessee play. You know, uh, Hats off to them, they won. You had a lot of former teammates in that game just from yeah. watching. You had Jonathan Joseph for the Titans, Kareem Jackson. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you were here with A.J. Boyer, also with yeah, Denver. Yes. Clowney with the Titans. It just seemed like there's yeah. a lot of a lot of former former Texans uh, playing last night, but that was a late game. I'm, I don't envy Tennessee for this week that they're going to have coming off a game like that, even though they did get the win. A short yeah, week. yeah, yeah, man. I've seen uh, those guys, man, when I was uh, fresher in my early years, uh, played with them. Uh, so it was good to see them still playing football. All right, let's get to another question from the crowd, and the crowd is all over the world, including south of the border in Mexico with our friend Armando. What does he have to ask Brandon Dunn? Hey, Brandon, this is Armando from Mexico City, and my question is what's your favorite memory that you have from college? I really hope you have a great season. Go, Texans. All right, Armando hey, with this. Oh, and he keeps talking. Uh, no, he's on a loop. Anyway, so uh, what is your favorite athletic memory from college, Brandon? Um, man, my favorite memory was beating Florida in the Sugar Bowl uh, my junior year. It was uh, really good, man. It was it was a great experience going down there in New Orleans, visiting Bourbon Street for the first time. And then uh, going out there and beating a, a team in, in Florida who was uh, number two at the time. It was big for the city, big for the football team. And so it was a great experience. My family came down, got a, a huge win in them. Uh, man, it was a memory I probably won't uh, never forget. So you played with Teddy, right? Yes. Like, uh, Teddy to me is one of those guys that everybody likes. Like, every, everybody likes Deshaun. Everybody likes Teddy Bridgewater. It's almost impossible not to like him. I mean, if you're playing against him, I, I know you want to win, but everybody loves him, it seems. Yeah, man. Uh, man Teddy's a good, a good quarterback, man. Uh, 
uh, those days in uh, Louisville, man, was some was some good days, man. He came in, man. He played uh, as a freshman, uh, and the rest is history, man. Uh, great dude. Uh, know he's going to do big things at Carolina. Uh, I'm just glad to see another uh, former teammate have a success. So if you're from Louisville, what does Muhammad Ali mean to you? I mean, you're young, so you never saw him in his prime, obviously, but what does he mean to you as a guy who grew up in Louisville? Uh, man, he means a lot. Uh, you know, uh, hometown hero, uh, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali was everything. Uh, all the kids uh, growing up, my father, uh, his friends, you know, just – understanding who Muhammad Ali was uh, as a black man and understanding what he did and uh, understanding that he was from the city of Louisville. So, you know, it gave you a little extra motivation coming from the city to, you know, believe that you can do anything uh, you want it. Uh, uh, Ali was um, uh, a, a role model for everybody. Yeah, he got a, his own uh, convention center uh, downtown. So, you know, you ever get some time to go down there to see him. Uh, hmm. It's, re- it's really great down there. Uh, so, you know, the, the city of Louisville loves him. I love him. And uh, our, the rest is history. Wow, great stuff. I mean, I love that. I love the footage and the photo of him, you know, where he's got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I think was I think was still Lou Alcindor when he was standing behind him yeah. when, when yeah, Ali yeah. was going through all of that. And Jim Brown and everybody else. It's just such a great moment of a, a collection of fine athletes and, and all standing up for something or standing up for him, really. Yeah, yeah, man, it was great, man. Uh, that 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 photo is uh, is 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 everywhere in Louisville. So you know, mm-hmm. it never let that die. So you know, man, just Muhammad Ali and what he did and uh, who he is, man, is great. Okay, we have one more segment with Brandon Dunn here on the Texans Players Show. We'll ask him a little bit more about the Ravens and some of his pregame routine stuff. Has it changed at all? We will get to that next on the Texans Players Show. The big finish is up next. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP. All rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. The Texans Players Show continues in a moment. Texans Radio, we continue with the Texans Players Show, and Brandon Dunn is with us, D.P. Sidhu and Drew Doherty. Mark Vandermeer with you as we are not at a restaurant tonight. We are Zooming uh, with Brandon Dunn, defensive lineman for your Houston Texans, with the Ravens coming in on Sunday. And a little bit on the pregame routine, uh, I know that um, – Players have a specific routine. Does yours change in terms of what you listen to, maybe what you eat? I guess it does for this year, what you eat. How has your personal pregame routine changed, if at all, with the COVID pandemic going on? Um, tad bit. Um, I normally um, get a, a massage uh, during uh, at least at least like two days before the game. So mm-hmm. uh, I got to see how that, that that's going to work through pro- uh, procedures. Um, I'm a guy who likes more than like a, like an hour and a half. You know, uh, you know, I play nose tackle, so my bones and my muscles hurt a little bit. Uh, so I need a little bit longer on the massage time. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to be 
you know, uh, through the procedure, she'd uh, be allowed in a team hotel. But that's one thing during my normally routine, getting ready for the game, that I'm probably going to have to get used to and adjust. But we'll figure out a, a way around that. I'm not a nose tackle, but I also like 90-minute massages. So you're not <laughs> man, it's it's great, man. Uh, you do a lot of uh, you know a lot of heavy lifting down there in the middle, man. So sometimes you know you get bru- bruised up, you know, necks and shoulders and stuff. So you got to get a massage, man. How much film or tape do you watch of the guys you're going to face right there in the interior, Brandon? And maybe some nuances that you, that will be revealed on film? Or is it really hard to get that until you're face-to-face with them in the trenches playing an actual game? How does that help you, if at all? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, watching film, uh, you know, uh, shows you a lot about just the, them as a group. You know, it's never never just one offensive lineman. You know, you look at them individually to study them, but you look at them as a group also and see how they, you know, play as a group. So, you know, you always – watching for little things you can take away from the film uh, to help you better your game and understand what you're getting yourself into coming Sunday. So watching film and understanding in, uh, some things that can help you out during the game as a professional, especially up front during, during, uh, during the preparation during the game, always helps. It helps out a lot. And how good is that crew up front for Baltimore? We hear all about the heroics of Lamar Jackson and the running backs and Hollywood Brown, but how good is that offensive line in your eyes? Um, uh, obviously, man, the, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, they play good. Uh, the offensive linemen, uh, they protect uh, Lamar, and they, uh, and, and they obviously they, they clear holes out for the running teams, uh, for, for the running backs. So we're going to you know, have our hands full, but everybody's ready, and everybody's going to be uh, locked in and playing the Ravens and understanding who, we, uh, who they are as a football team, especially offensively. All right, Brent, couple, I, go ahead, GP. I, was gonna say, I didn't know if you had a chance to watch the Ravens against the Browns on Sunday, but you obviously faced Lamar Jackson last year. When, when you look at what he was able to do in year two and now in year three, I mean, does he seem like he's getting better? It seems like he's passing a little bit more. Um, you know, what have you seen from him from, from what you've seen so far in, in your studies? Man, just some, uh, what I normally see, just, uh, you know, guy playing football, Helping his team uh, win a game, you know, uh, doing whatever uh, is needed to win the game. You see that coming from him. So, you know, he's a competitor, and uh, he's gonna uh, he's gonna he's gonna be ready Sunday. And uh, we gotta understand uh, we gotta stop him, and we, it's gonna take all of us. It's gonna take all eleven, uh, so that we can get the W. All right. So a couple of uh, sheltering in place type questions here, Brandon. Uh, during the whole off season, you guys were busy zooming and working out individually, getting getting ready for camp, and then in camp. But did you develop any other viewing habits? Like, did you follow some new shows? Did you watch Tiger King? Did you do anything different <laughs> as, you know, consuming entertainment would go? Um, I did. I did watch the Tiger King. I did watch that. Um, watched a bunch of other Netflix shows. There's probably uh, so many of them. I can't probably even name all of them. There's all that you can really do. But – I've also been watching a lot of how to do stuff on YouTube, how to fix this, how to fix that. So that way I can uh, stop calling the handyman when I break things. So I've just been trying to keep my brain uh, busy during this time. And I, sometimes I watch TV shows. Sometimes I fix stuff. Well, what sort of stuff are you fixing? <laughs> what are you fixing? Um, He's got I, a house. Got a house. Know, so, you know, some, you know, just the small stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything around the house. Uh, like I, 
I pour wax into the carpet, how to get wax out of carpet. Uh, the small stuff, uh, I had to, uh, I had to put my TV, I hung, hung my TVs up in my house, just, just doing handyman stuff. My wife laughs at me because she said, you put your hammer, uh, hammer down for, uh, a tour belt. And I said, I, I did just for this, this off season because I got nothing else to do. I can't go to football. So, so that's what I've been doing. I've just been going around the house, you know, anything that needs fixed. I, I look it up. YouTube is for dummies and that's, that's me. But see, I do the same thing. And, and don't you look for the shorter videos? Like, oh, that's 10 minutes, man. I'm not sitting through 10 minutes. Like yeah. if you give me a three minute on how to fix something that I'm all about those three minute videos, right? Those. Yeah. Yes, I can't, I can't look at anything more than a minute, let alone <laughs> 10 minutes. So it's like, get to the point, you know, they're setting it up. I'm like, I'm not watching a movie here. I want you just get to the point. How do I fix this thing? I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so, you know, here you are getting ready to face the Ravens. It's such a huge week and we really appreciate the time, Brandon. Thanks so much for being a part of it today. And, and we look forward to catching up later on in the season. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate being the, uh, the first interviewer this year. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel honored. So, uh, you know, uh, man, uh, we're working hard. Uh, I know it's a, uh, a, a weird year, but football is still on and, uh, the Texans are going to be ready this week and, uh, we, we're going to be working hard for a win. All right. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Brandon Don joining us on the Texans Players Show. And if you missed any of this, you can catch it later on the Texans app and catch Texans All Access as well, which is next on many of these Texans radio stations. So stick around. It's Texans Radio. Get the inside scoop on the game straight from the players. It's the Texans Players Show. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data Q2 2020. Q2 2020.